0: Welcome to Equipus Church, Denise. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live at our city campus. For more information, check out And Actually, just have a seat if you wouldn't mind. Sorry, it's been a while since I've done this. Um, but have a seat. Welcome to church. My name is Nicole, and um, if you are new here, we would love to get to know you. We would love to welcome you. Um, even if you're visiting, you can... Uh, Still pop your hand up. We've got some red cards. Attached to the red card is some chocolate and because um, we like to give things away. And if you like chocolate and you're new, we would love to give you some. Um, and so if you're brave enough, pop your hand up. If you're sitting next to somebody who's brave, pop their your hand up for the person. And um, we'd just love to give some chocolate out to you. Attached to it, you'll notice that there is a red card and it's a Get Connected card. Um, and that's it's just if you'd like to fill it in, we would love to um, connect with you this week. One of the team will give you a call and have a chat about how we can serve you cool awesome um great thank you all right so we we're do we're at um, the moment doing a summer series um prayer praise prophecy and pizza um <laughs> yes so there's pizza tonight, folks, after this. Um, but yeah, so anyway, as I said just before, my name is Nicole, um, and I have called Dunedin home for six years now. Um, I'm good if you team want to jump down for a minute, or you can stay there, it also is great. Um, yep, so I've been in Dunedin for six years. Before that, I grew up in a town called Masterton in the Mighty Wairarapa. Um, I grew up on a dairy farm uh, for the start of my life, and then I um, then we moved and uh, still had cows and stuff, but wasn't really into dairies Dairy farming. Anywho, and um now am um, in this point when people are introducing themselves and we're like this is my family and stuff. I've got a dog, her name is Peanut, and um and if you turn up to our um Zooms at all, the Denean covers Dunedin Zooms, you, know, you would have seen her because she makes an appearance um every now and again. Um but she's really awesome, she's really cute, and um she's pretty old now, but uh still lots of fun. Still lots of fun. Um yeah. Anyway, so the um summer series that I'm talking about tonight is um to prophesy prophetic words um and what that all kind of means um obviously, the next twenty minutes is not long enough to explain all of that, but we will. Give it a go, um, and I was, um, you know, thinking about prophecy or prophetic words, and like, what does it mean? Um, what is it? Uh, what do I do with it when I've got one? Um, and how? or how do I do it? How do I give out prophetic words to other people? How do I speak words to other people? What does that mean? What does that look like? And these are all very big questions that I will attempt to answer some of uh, this evening. Um, when I looked up the definition of um, prophecy, uh, this is what it says: It says the inspired declaration of divine will and purpose, a prediction of something to come. And so, it's um it's important to remember that God is good, so prophetic words are good, <laughs> okay? Um, prophecies from God are for good. And so, um, prophet prophecies come from God; they're God-inspired, the divine revelation. Um, and the simplest way that I can say it, and that or well, the simplest way I think about it is that I believe to prophesy is to hear from God and to speak it out in the simplest form. So um, in the Bible, there's lots of prophets. Um, there's the Old Testament is full of prophets who speak to the, people of, um, to the people for God. But through the death and resurrection of Christ, um, God now speaks to each and every one of us through the Holy Spirit. And so it talks about that in Acts 1 and 2 homework can be to read that later, or we don't have time, but it talks about the Holy Spirit coming, um, and and prophetic words and all that kind of stuff from there on, and um, in Acts 2, verses 17 to 18, it does say this, In the last day, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. In those days I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And so it's like talking about how we will all prophesy, how we have the ability to prophesy. It's not for the select few, it's it's for everybody. Uh can prophesy. You um you don't have to be a prophet to be able to uh, prof- prophetic words, encourage, build up, and spur on others around you. Okay. There are lots of um, prophets in the Bible. Uh, my favorite—hold on, I was just ju- just jumping ahead, actually. Lots of prophets in the Bible, um, and there's lots of references of God asking people to speak a word. One of my favorite ones is— um, and we hear reference to him often. It's Ezekiel um, and the valley of the dry bones, and, um, and how he prophesies, and an army of dead bones arises. So, um, Ezekiel 37 is, is this story, and um, it says, it starts off by saying, um, The Lord took hold of me. So, the Lord took hold of Ezekiel, and then he was taken away to a valley. Um, where God said, "Do you think these can come alive again?" Can I get first picture of the bones, just to like cl- clarify which one I'm talking about? Yeah. So there he was Ezekiel was taken away to a valley, kind of looked like something like this. This is my imagination, anyway. Um, and he takes him away to this valley, and he says, "Do you think that these can live again?" I don't know about you, but my answer would be like, oh, those are pretty dry. I don't think so. I have not seen anything come back looking like that before, you know? Um, But Ezekiel, is a wise man, and he did not say that. He um, He said, you alone know the answer to that. And then God said, speak a prophetic message to them. Tell them to listen to the word of the Lord, that he will put breath into them again. And so Ezekiel does, as God asks, he speaks. And as he's speaking the word and saying, you know, rise, uh, there's a big rattling. And I imagine, you know, I don't know if you've been in a valley and the echoing and the rattling of, anyway, it would sound pretty epic. And um, and these things are coming together and then they're still lifeless. They're still standing there. They've got their skin back on and the muscles and everything. And they're standing there and like, you know, so they're lifeless. If you were looking at your phone, you missed that. Um, they will not do it again. Um, anyway, so they're lifeless. And um, they're there. And then God says, speak again. Tell the, tell the winds to breathe life into them. And I was reading this and I was like, it's a really odd request. The wind, can you breathe life into these people? But you know what? Ezekiel, once again, is a wise guy and not me. And he speaks this message and he says, you know, come on, wind, breathe. The full winds breathe life into these bones. And photo um, oh, number two, please. And um, as he speaks, this great army arrives and is standing there. It's full of life. It's breathing. And um, once where bones were, there's now a great army ready to fight a fight. And so he is speaking to the dry bones and and they rise, which is but Ezekiel had to speak to them twice at this point, but it's actually three times Ezekiel has to speak to the valley before they're ready to go on mission before they're ready for actually it just ends at that point, but you know but before they're completely full healed and um I believe that we are a company of people that can speak things out and shift things in our worlds and I don't know what God is asking of you or or what that might be, but I believe that we can shift atmospheres, we can change landscapes, we can move mountains, and we can see people restored. We can see armies come to life, whether that's one person in the army or a whole army of people being rallied together. And so what does your Valley of Dry Bones look like? I know for me I wouldn't be here if people hadn't spoken into the dry valley that was my life. I wouldn't be standing here today if people hadn't prophesied words of hope into my world, if people hadn't prophesied to me of a future that I could have lived when I, like, you know, eight years ago I was, I didn't even believe it. Eight years ago I was like, ah, oh, you know, this is pretty much as good as it's going to get. And I was hurt, I was broken, and uh, and um. And people spoke things into my life that, you know, there's prophetic words of like, you know, you're a diamond in God's eyes. And like, you know, at that time I was like, I must be a pretty dirty diamond. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) and and then, yeah, the diamonds can't be broken and and all of those kind of things. They can be sharpened. They can be chiseled at. They can be, but they can't be broken in such a a way. And so there was people that spoke words of life into me. There were things that, that went from broken and dead to living and whole and healed. And so... You know, it doesn't matter who's in your world. doesn't matter what you might think about that person's situation. If God's asking you to speak a word, speak a word. Because you have no idea what that might actually do to somebody else's life. Or if you're not quite sure that you're at that stage of being able to speak out words and you're not even sure that you hear God or whatever it might be, It might be that you're not quite ready to speak things out to prophesy, and that's okay. We all need to learn and to strengthen these muscles and to figure out what, like, the voice of God sounds like to you and all of those things. And I was reading this story, and I was like, how do you get to this point where you can see a valley of dry bones rise? You know, like, speak three times, and there's an army of people in front of you. I don't know about you, but I'm like, oh that's a lot of faith, (laughs) and that's a lot of, like, you know, trust that it's going to happen, and all of those kind of things, and how do you get to that point where you've, um, where you can speak, and see them rise, and get to the level of faith that they have, and to, to hear it, and to speak it out, and so I was looking at the journey that Ezekiel went on, and for ezekiel that was thirty seven chapters of encounters thirty seven chapters of learning to hear god 's voice of thirty seven chapters of learning what it is to obey him when he asks you to do something crazy or not like you know thirty seven chapters have just been like oh i 've heard the lord i 'm going to go'm going to go speak it now and so in um, Ezekiel one and two, it tells us about his first encounters and um in Ezekiel one, it says this. I think they'll have it on the screen for you. As well, oh, hold up. Yes, Ezekiel one twenty-eight through to two. You anyway, know, here we go. Um, all around him was a glowing halo, like a rainbow shining in the clouds on a rainy day. This is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me. When I saw it, I fell face down on the ground. I heard somebody, someone's voice speaking to me, "Stand up, son of man." And the voice, I said the voice, "I want to speak to you." The Spirit came into me as he spoke, and he set me on my feet. I listened carefully to his words. And it's at this point, it's like, "Stand up! I want to speak to you." And he refers to. God as the voice at this point, because he wasn't even really sure who he was hearing, what he was hearing. He was just like, the voice has spoken to me. And it's like, he wasn't even really sure what it was. This is the voice has spoken. And then in Ezekiel um, 3, verse 1, so at this point, he'd been hearing from God. He'd been learning to, to kind of like, he was still Calling it the voice at this point, um, all the way through until uh, chapter three, he's like, the voice spoke to me and asked me to do this. The voice spoke to me and asked me to do this, and it was like, kind of like he was learning who the voice was or what the voice was. And he says in um, Ezekiel three verse one, it says, the voice said to me, son of man, eat what I am giving you, eat this scroll, then go and give this message to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth and this, and he fed the scroll. Fill your stomach with this, he said, and I ate it, and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. And I don't know about you, but this is also where I was like, okay, so this is the first strange request. This is where he gets to the point where in Ezekiel 37, he can be like, oh, yeah, I'll just speak to the bones. It's fine. Like, you know, because he's here, and he's like, eat this scroll. (laughs) I don't think they're the cinnamon scrolls we're used to. You know, like... (laughs) Was, eat this scroll, and it's like the paper scroll, and it's got words written on it, and like, you know, my first thought would be like, how? How do I start doing that? But anyway, um, sorry, 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 sorry to him, um, and then, so he, he's like, eat this. Um, it's an odd request, and, and that's fine, but it's from here that he refers to the, the voice as the Lord. The Lord spoke to me. It's from here that he was like, you know, these encounters are actually God. These things are actually God. That voice that I'm hearing is actually God, and so for the next 30, four chapters he's talking about the lord speaking to him and hearing from god and so um if yeah so then he was like every time god gave him a message to to the, to deliver to the people he spoke it he learned to hear his voice and i don't know where you're at how whether you've had an encounter with God before or whether you have never had an encounter with God. And whether you're in this space for the first time or the, the hundredth, millionth time, you know, like God wants to encounter each and every one of us. He wants to encounter us all the time. He wants to come and have moments. He wants to speak to us. And, and how, how does this happen? How do we hear Him uh, God, in spaces like this? Definitely. Um, it's this still small voice in your head when sometimes you're like, was well, that me? Probably not. It was probably the Holy Spirit talking to you. There are moments where you're reading the Bible. This is where you get to learn the character of God and, and how it, he speaks and all of that kind of thing. This is how you learn what, what um, his heart for people. And then there's visions, there's things that you see, I think I referred to just before seeing something. And like, you know, that's like, anyway, you can... um. I'll talk to him about that one later. Um, and then there's songs, there's music, there's, there's um, in spaces like this where we create um, moments where people can encounter God. But, but it doesn't just have to be in this room. It could be at your home. It could be in your car. I've, I've had moments with God um, in my bedroom. I've had moments with God in my car. I've had moments with God on the beach. Like, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. He will encounter you. He will come and speak to you. And um and prayer is another way that you can encounter God. So, you know, just actually being like, Jesus, I, I need you right now. I need to hear from you. I I I need a moment. He will turn up. Want to get to a place where you see dry bones rise? I do. How do we do that? Seek the Lord, hear the Lord, and obey. And I think about, you know, um, when I it was uh, a few years ago, I was in youth ministry. And I think this is probably one of the times where I saw like prophetic words actually answered multiple times. It was one of the times in my life where actually I can say, you know what, I saw God move here. I saw that happen here. And there's other examples, but these are just some of the ones that came first to my mind. And it's like there was a kid once that came in. Um, To youth ministry, and would stand in a corner and face a wall, and you know, for for honestly six months, would stand and face a wall, and and my first reaction was like, why do they even come? Um, And then Anna bless herself, spoke to me and was like, <laughs> at least they're in the room. And so at that point, I was like, right, well, they're in the room. I better start praying for them. And um, and so then, <laughs> and so um, God started speaking to me and, and started saying, you know, actually just prophesy over that person. Go and have a conversation in the corner. They might never look at you, but say, this is what I see on your life. This is what I believe for you. I know that there's more in you. There's greater for you. And and I know that God is calling you to more. And so it's in these spaces that that we see shifts, and we see changes, and you know what? I didn't go to that person one time, and it all changed. I went week after week, week after week, and I wasn't the only one prophesying and speaking words. You know, Anna every week was doing the same, going and having a conversation, but actually being like, there's more in you. Come on out. This person now can be on stage singing, you know, and like amazes me. It blows my mind. God is so great. There's other ones where there's kids who have come in, and then they've been awesome and it's been great. And then all of a sudden, there's like anxiety robs them. And it's like, no, actually, you know what? God has more for you. And speaking into that and being like, I, I see a future for you that that is not robbed by this. And, and you know, we've seen kids go from never taking off their jerseys to being able to bounce around a room. We've seen kids be um come out of their shells. And, and then there's other ones that has happened more instantly, where God's been like, speak this out. And I've seen like kids no longer need to take epilepsy medication after 5 years of being on it you know and this was this person had um they they had uh, fits like every week, you know. Like it wasn't. They were on intense medication, and and God was just like, speak a word, see it happen. There were other uh, people, you know. There, there's some in this room here who I know have had prophetic words that have just been like, that's me, and I want to receive that. There's there's kids in this room who are no longer kids. They're now leading in kids' church, and you know, there's uh, it's awesome what can happen when you speak something out, when you see something in the dry valleys, and be like, actually, you know what, God, I do believe that that can. Happen. Happen. I do believe that there's more for that person. I do believe there's more for this situation. And so all through Israel, oh, if the team could jump up, that'd be great. Thanks. All through um, Ezekiel, God spoke and he listened and obeyed. He did what God wanted every time. What God was ask, What is God asking of you? What's he asking of me? Are there people in your workplace who, you know, do your head in? Is that somebody that you actually should possibly be speaking words of life to? Is it somebody that actually you should be like, you know what? I see this in you. Um, And if you're not sure what you see in them, ask God and be like, what do you see in them? (laughs) Because I need to see it too. You know, like it is. Yeah. Speak to the dry bones. Ezekiel had to speak three times. The third time was because, you know, they're alive and they're up and they're like breathing again. But they were whinging about how, you know, life was a bit. And so anyway, they he had prophesied that actually, you know what, God is going to restore everything to you that was stolen, everything that has been taken away, God's going to restore that to you. And it was at that point, number three of being prophesied to, these bones were like, All right, I get it. You know, read the story. This is definitely my paraphrase. Um, so Ezekiel 37. Um, and then, so I guess my point at this point is, are there things that you've heard before that didn't come to pass? Are there things that you've said before that you haven't seen come to pass? Are there things you've prophesied before that you haven't seen yet? Because maybe God's saying, Go again. Maybe God's saying, Speak it again. Maybe God's saying, Dream it again. No matter where you are, ask God. Say, God, speak to me. What is it that I need to speak again? God, I'm listening. I'm ready to hear from you. What are you asking me to speak? Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equippers Church in We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipperschurch.com.